So the other day, I got the opportunity to show my children one of my favorite childhood movies, and that is Hook, the one that Robin Williams stars in. And while that movie is so great, there's lots of reasons. But first of all, Robin Williams I mean, just, just nails it. But then also, it's got a wonderful story. And as you're looking at the story, I noticed something, and that is it seemed to be a fairly common opening where you've got this dad who's overworked and even though he loves his kids he ignores his kids and chooses work over and over again to a to a chronic degree against his kids and of course this whole movie hook is this idea of of this dad discovering he was Peter Pan and and uh, getting his getting his childhood pizzazz back which beautiful loved it but I, I notice that it seems to be indicating a problem that was being targeted, that was needing to be targeted in this era, this kind of 90s overworked dad who, to the devalue of, of essentially everything else in life, chooses work. And it brought me to what I believe came this whole idea of this phrase that's getting really common, work-life balance. And that discussion needed to be had, but I think it's time to retire the phrase. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, above all, be yourself all the time. Let no one tell you what you can't do. It's all about life and progression, motivation and the lessons and the blessings that come with it all. And if you feel like quitting, don't stop. Keep so again, let's talk about work-life balance. There's a handful of things I want to talk about, and there's a reason why I believe we want to retire the phrase. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that here in in just a bit. But but let me talk about this first of all. Let me talk about why this phrase, or at least the sentiment behind this phrase was really important to me. I, I am a dad, I got three young kids, oldest is 10, youngest is six. Uh, I am, I was raised in a family where just good Protestant work ethic was really, really important. And um, the identity that you get around work was really thick. Um, and I, I have had jobs in my life where I didn't love so much. And I've had others where I really loved them, were fulfilled by them. And not only just raw work ethic, but because I really loved the work I did, could be tempted to dedicate way too much time to work. Just to give you some background on my family uh, history and my lineage, as it were, the, my dad was, uh, my not was, he is, a uh, hard worker, uh, successful, driven, uh, definitely loved us kids. There was no question about that. But he didn't cry very often. I, I was, you know, again, this is reflective of the, the culture, the farming community culture, East Coast farming community culture that, that we grew up in. There just weren't a lot of tears shed by males. And I, and I my, my dad didn't cry very much, but I can't say I'd never heard him or saw him cry at all. Uh, but it was very rare. I, I would say it's probably about four to five times in my life. I witnessed my dad crying. And, and so far, my kids and my experience has been pretty similar. I don't know that they could really point to any particular time they've seen 
their dad cry at this point in their childhood. And so anyway, I saw my dad cry probably four or five times in my lifetime. And one of those times was when I was about ready to leave the home. I was going off to college. It was that transition period where I was no longer going to be one of their uh, at-home children. I was the oldest of the kids. And my dad came up behind me, unbeknownst to me, uh, and put his arm around my shoulder, and I heard him crying. And he says, son, uh, you know, I, I just want to let you know, I've been spent throughout your childhood and, 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 and rearing and upbringing entirely too much time at work. And it wasn't right, and it wasn't fair to you, and, and would you forgive me? And of course, of course, I would forgive him at that moment. And, and, that, and I'll never forget that. And, you know, my, my dad was a hard worker. He did spend a lot of time at work. And on the weekends, he had plenty. We lived, grew up on a farm, but he, but he didn't. Most of my childhood, he did not work full time on the farm. So he had another full time job, sometimes more than one job. And then also, you know, there was plenty of farm stuff to do on the weekends. So he was typically quite busy on the weekends. And then he was very involved in church. And so, you know, we, we really, if, if you included all those things, there was not an unscheduled free day off very often. It was a pretty rare thing for us. Um, and he was a pretty busy guy. And I, and I to this day really respect him for that, but I, I inherited that uh, a good bit of that. And, and when my kids were in their youngest days, when I was a really young dad, when we're talking about baby toddler, you know, early childhood stages, for my oldest two, especially, I had the same exact problem. Um, I was all too tied up with my work, ridiculous amount of hours. And all the th stuff I was doing seemed really important. I wasn't frittering away time. I, I, I just feel like I couldn't catch up. But in spite of the fact that, that I was, was seemed like busy in a way that was important, like I was busy about important things. In spite of that, I also took a great deal of pride in the volume of hours that I invested into work as if that by itself proved my success and proved my importance, which obviously doesn't prove anything. I could spend an inordinate amount of time banging my head against the wall and call that work. And that doesn't prove anything, but might be a ridiculous example. But anyway, work-life balance, this conversation around work-life balance it was a really, really important one to me and still is. I, When it comes to the sentiment of the phrase, I really agree with the fact that we must come to terms with we have life outside of work and, and, and we need to make sure that there are other those other important elements of our life are cared for and taken care of, especially if we have children and a spouse and uh, family members who, who rely on us and care for us and that we uh, that are an important part of our lives. But, but even for a, an unmarried or, or, or childless individual, there are many, many elements to our life that are really important. There's elements to our personhoods that are really important that that exist mostly outside of the realm of work and i think acknowledging that is really important and, and a really important conversation however there, there's a reason why i want to retire this phrase because it's been around just long enough for some 
misconceptions to have developed around it, and some of it's just baked in flaws if we take it the wrong way or use it the wrong way are, are starting to emerge. And so let me, let me, let me uh, talk about what I mean. But before I get into that, I, I put it out there into LinkedIn and I said, is there a phrase that says what we mean by work-life balance better than the phrase work-life balance. I just want to see if anyone else out there agree with me that perhaps this isn't the best phrase or it's time to retire it. And I got some interesting feedback. You know, first one, Isaac, he he pipes in and says, this is not much of a variation, but I've always felt work-life integration better describes it. It speaks more to the fluidity people value today rather than the black and white and on and off mentality. I think the word balance brings with it. So uh, that that's an interesting one. And, and I do think that there's something there that as we realize that work is a part of our life and that that that, that our lives and our work are integrated with each other uh, and there is some overlap there is an important thing to acknowledge and also is important for the work we do. Uh, the, 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 and I've heard that work-life integration. I've also heard work-life uh, harmony. I've heard that one. Uh, the trouble I have with that, I, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a good phrase and I like it. But I don't believe it addresses the ills that work-life balance seeks to address. I think what work-life balance seeks to address is an ill that is kind of in contradistinction to what is being said by, say, work-life harmony or work-life integration. And that is, the if you dedicate so much of your time and attention to work that the other elements of your life get significantly neglected, or it's also addressing just the overwhelming temptation, especially if you enjoy your work or are very identified by your work, the overwhelming temptation for your work to swallow up everything else. And, and you, you kind of have to force it not to, or otherwise that's the default position uh, if you're that kind of person. Uh, so, so, and also I would love to get rid of this work-life uh, dichotomy. So this, again, this is one of the reasons that I think this phrase needs to be retired is it seems to suggest that work isn't a part of your life. Now, we all know that's not true and no one that uses the phrase really believes that and, and they're just trying to say life outside of work. You know, I, I get that. But the trouble is uh, there, there can be this kind of yin and yang that develops around this phrase, work being the yin or the dark or the you know, evil, as it were, and life being the good and the, and the, and the bright and the blessed. You know, and so I think if we divide work and life up like that in the phrase, it can start to feel like you have life and that's good, essentially, and that's that's beautiful. And then you have work and that's just a drudgery and a necessary evil. And, and you know, while not everyone that uses the phrase means that by it, I, I think it's pretty well established in many people's minds. That's exactly how they think about it is, you know, you've got work and life. They're different from each other. And, and, and if work is crap, then, you know, that's OK. At least you have the rest of your life. Now, all of us might find ourselves in positions from time to time where work isn't great and we even are forced to maybe do work that we don't love. Uh, or there's a moment of perhaps even paying our dues, uh, perhaps in our younger days. And, and I think all of that can be totally acceptable. And, and if just doing a job for the money, because there's no other good options that give you money, is honestly a good enough reason to do the job. Um, and to do it well, in spite of the fact you don't enjoy it. But that's not the ideal situation. And I don't think it's 
very sustainable over the long haul if you, if you really want to have a happy life. I think having a job that you enjoy, that you love, that that fits your skills, um, that that it contributes to your growth professionally and personally, uh, is is a key part of having a, a happy and fulfilling life. And I think everyone deserves to, at minimum, seek it and find it. Um, and so, uh, I love to get rid of this work-life dichotomy. And also, I agree with the sentiment that there needs to be some level of boundary between work and the rest of your life. That that categorizing some of the other valuable elements of your life that aren't work or have maybe nothing to do really with work is an important distinction. I just think the work-life balance doesn't say it like like perhaps we want it to. Um, there was another gentleman named Justin who says, setting good boundaries is a good phrase that I've used. Knowing what crosses over, what stops where, what is to be given freely and what is to be protected valued. And I think this might come the closest to what I'm looking for here. I just, it's what I mentioned earlier about just this idea of boundary. Uh, now boundaries get sticky because, uh, you know, sometimes you just simply can't uh, create really, really strong boundaries, say between work and the rest of your life, work and family, um, work and hobbies, work and friends, you know, so uh, boundaries can be tough in the sense that, you know, when and where exactly are they violated? Uh, but but I, I do like the idea of boundary and I think they're necessary. And maybe it's the best way uh, that we can say we're attempting to say by work-life balance. Uh, Miriam says, just simply satisfying and meaningful life. And I, I like that. And I want to come back to that here in just a moment. Uh, a friend of mine that is from college actually said, his name is James. He said, I prefer life work balance over to work life balance life takes priority in my opinion thankfully i have an employer that agrees and i find that interesting and and what that phrase life work balance might bring to the fore and that i think is really important is that acknowledgement that work is a part of your life actually life comes first work weaves itself into that life it's an important part of that life but the job you have now will come to an end, likely before your life does. Uh, it'll be a season of time. You will have other jobs, probably. Um, and and that uh, this, the story of your life is more important than work. But it, it, the, what I wrestle with that is it still has this kind of life-work dichotomy that I, that I, that I think uh, may be easily misread um, that I'd love to, to, to get away from. But also this idea of balance is, and this is what, what I believe... Uh, Isaac was referencing when he, when he mentioned work-life integration, uh, this idea of balance can be touchy. Like what exactly is balance? So it, it's, it can also, it can maybe give us some, some guilt uh, in ways that are unnecessary if we feel we don't have the right balance or if someone gives us what this balance ought to be. And, and uh, you know, I remember when I was uh, doing a, an internship, when I was a single young man, I'd moved to the area to do this internship and a big part of my social life was a part of the internship. Work was a part of the internship. I was given a lot of projects. It wasn't one of just, it wasn't a shadowing type of inter internship. It was a very heavily work intensive, project intensive uh, internship. And so I was spending a ridiculous amount of time at, you know, on what would be considered work. I mean, uh, you know, over 14 hour days normally, essentially every single day of the week was in uh, not essentially every single day of the week was involved with something work related and so but that made sense i was 
I was single. It was a season. It was just a three-month scenario. I moved to the area for this reason. I, I, I didn't need an outside social life. This, this internship and the individuals I worked with and around were my social life during this time. There was nothing else to do. I mean, I remember even with all the dramatic amount of hours that I, I dedicated to this, uh, you know, after dinner time was over, if I had nothing scheduled that evening, going back to my room and feeling bored. I mean, that was even with the incredible dedication that I committed to it. So, you know, is that imbalanced? There was almost no life outside of work for these three months. Well, it was a three-month internship, and that made sense, and that's not out of bounds. It reminds me of something that uh, I mean, it is it is out of balance, but it's not wrong, you know. So so it reminds me of something that I read in the book The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but they talk about this idea of work life balance. And, and, and one thing that they acknowledge and I think that it's important to acknowledge is that while it's very important to take all of the things we value and make sure we're dedicating appropriate attention and time to those things, there will be moments in our lives where it will be out of balance um, and and that that just acknowledging that that's going to happen and making the corrections necessary when that season comes to a close is an important part of making sure we're appropriately valuing all the things that we value. And so one, an example they give is let's say that you've got a situation at work and and it's, it's do or die type of scenario. I mean, it, let's say you're a business owner and you're in a situation right now where you know this business could close if you don't dedicate X amount of time and attention to it in the next month or next two months. And for you to tell, let's say, let's say you're married and you've got children, and if you were to communicate to your wife and perhaps kids if they're old enough to receive this information, that, that dad is for the next, or mom's too, for the next two to three months. Oh man, it's, I'm really stretching this out, aren't I? You see what's happening? For the next month or two, um, is just going to be a little out of pocket. And, and here's my plan. Here's the termination date for this scenario. Here, here's my plan afterwards. Here's what we're going to do uh, to make up for the lost time. That kind of conversation may need to happen. And are you wrong for diving into a scenario where this kind of thing takes place? Well, no. The opposite is also true. You might have a, a ailing a uh, family member that that is that is um, in in a position from a health standpoint, they could be in their final days or or just significantly ill or uh, just have some kind of need. Maybe it's not physically related that really needs an overwhelming amount of your attention, and you have to cut back from work or take a break from work altogether to give the attention that this scenario needs in your family life. Uh, to 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 pr appropriately address that is, is that out of balance to cut back work or stop working for a window of time? There's it's baked into many of our systems that we leave time f open for family leave or uh, to, to put a pause on what you're doing. That's not, obviously that's not a wrong thing, but it's out of, it is out of balance if balance is our constant aim. Um, and then, and then, or another example is just on a more personal level. Perhaps you take, you just, you just, you're able to, to financially handle this, or, uh, you've got some scenarios where you can stop working for months at a time 
to travel the world or pursue a certain hobby or to, for a period of time, even be a little bit what some people might call irresponsible because there's some elements to life you want to explore that a regular job just doesn't allow you to. But you have a plan. This is not you know, haphazard or, or just completely ill-advised. Um, you know, there's a, there's a reason and a motivation behind this and there's an, there's an end date or an end time in mind. Uh, is that, is that out of balance? Well, it is out of balance, of course, but is that wrong to do? So, uh, you know, just this idea that we must be in perfect balance all the time, it can be a little bit misleading. I think the problem comes when, especially if we love what we do and we have good, strong work ethic is how easy work can chew up everything else in life and those busy month or two scenarios become just the way that we live with no apparent end in sight and and just no acknowledgement that there's other important elements to our lives people that are counting on us and even for our own personal selves care that we need to give to ourselves that if we dedicate too much time to work for too long without any kind of respite is going to come back to bite us i, I think that is an important conversation that the idea of work-life balance was created to address. So what do we do with that? I, I do believe that perhaps from just a phraseology, shorthand phrasing standpoint, boundaries just might be the best word that we have, that, that, that we need to create some level of boundary. Um, that if, if, if our boss wishes to text or call us uh, at nine o'clock at night, it's okay not to respond until the following morning. Um, that uh, that if if the if we have weekend plans and there was no expectation or our job does do not require us to work on Saturdays and Sundays, that we don't give one glance at our email for those two days. I think establishing some boundaries and having some discipline in that is really important. But really, what it comes down to is is not where is your balance. Or is work bad and life good or vice versa? But what do you value? And, and this is a decision for you to make and for you to make that decision intentionally. What, what's in your life? What's a part of your existence that are important to you? That include your work, but also include lots of things outside of your work. And if you really do value these things and you've, you've defined these things, these people or hobbies or events to be valuable, well, you need to dedicate the time and attention appropriate to making sure these elements are indeed a part of your life. And some of those things are directly related to your work and some of those things are not. And so just asking those questions. What are, what are some of the things in your life that you value that you want to dedicate time to? Are some of those elements a part of your work? Can they be made a part of your work? Should they be? And in some cases, the answer to that is a clear no. Uh, and so how do you make sure you give attention to those things as well as loving what you do and finding meaningful, enjoyable work so that you don't have this drudgery when it comes to work? but also acknowledging there are some elements to your life that exist quite outside of your work and you need to dedicate yourself to them as well. I hope this is helpful. I'd love to hear from you and to hear what your thoughts are on this. Do you have any other recommendations for, is there a better phrase uh, to describe what we mean by work-life balance? All right, 